I ain't gonna expose. I'm not like that. I'm not a snitch. Virginity. Mm-hmm. Hush, hush, stop. Yeah. They love me. Let's see if your parents raise you. It's deeper than the physical. What up, fam? <laughs> welcome back to the juxtaposition, everyone. All right, welcome everyone to the juxtaposition. As you know, it is February, which is the month of love, and we have started a new series called Love is Beyond the State of Being in Love. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we came up with this um, title is that um, love is not just the physical, the emotional feeling, but it's beyond that state of that fantasy feeling. It's more than that. It's deeper than that. And so as we journey through February, we're interviewing four couples beautiful couples that display what love is and Mm -hmm. they explain um, what marriage is about and their journey and so as we continue to show these couples just journey with them and hopefully everyone learns something new I've learned something new I think I've learned a lot from them different couples um lot from one year to 31 years so that's a lot of knowledge and wisdom So, so that's um that's I it. learned a lot too. Oh well, yes. So as you know, <laughs> this is the juxtaposition, and this is love is beyond the state of being in love. Enjoy. All right. Introduce yourselves, your name, and how long you guys have been married. All right. Uh, I'm Rod. I'm Julie. Huffnagel, and we've been married some unknown period oh, of time. We didn't count that. About uh, 30 31? and a half. 30 and a half. 30 this and year a half will be 31. years. Yep. 31 mm-hmm. years in August. hmm So a little bit, a little while. Mm-hmm. Tell us your story and how you guys met. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so we, I met Julie's sister. And Her I was, name's Heidi. And I was totally taken by her. Our sisters like, went to wow, the same university. Wow, this woman is amazing. And uh, of course, she was like many years older than me, but I was not uh, dissuaded. I'm talking to my <laughs> sister about her, and she's going, nope, sorry, she's already taken. She was already engaged, I believe, at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, just kind of in an offhanded comment to my sister, yeah, yeah, our sisters were going to U- University of Western Ontario together. Um, that was the connection between our sisters. And, uh, and I said to my sister, too bad she doesn't have a younger sister. And my sister says, well, actually, and the rest is history. <laughs> so the first time we met <clears throat> was actually at a concert. Um, and I had no idea that this was all being um, orchestrated for us to meet. But Rod's actually the youngest of five. And most of them are boys, except for his one sister. So I got to meet all the brothers this night at, at a concert, and um, we met just on the intermission because I was there with friends, and I just got introduced uh, to the Huffnagel brothers. Um, and I'm quite outgoing and very excitable, and so I'm bouncing over to meet these guys, and Rod and his brothers come shuffling out of their row. Rod looks at me, shakes my hand, says, hi, turns beet red, and shuffles back into his row and sits down. And so that was our first meeting. And so we debate about our age at that point. Yeah, in we time. were 15. I say 14. He's but. wrong. And then we Although I'm, I'm older than him by three months, so it's yeah, possible so that yeah, I was much older at that time. Maybe, I was 15, yeah. so mature, and you were sure, just 14. Sure, let's go with that. Um, so then we, we met kind of for real or meaningfully yeah. uh, two or three years later, 
um, mm. at a graduation party of our sisters again. And mm -hmm. um, when we, it was a party, we just hung out and we just started talking and we spent the entire evening talking and just opening yeah, just to up each to other. each other and <laughs> couldn't believe how, how just connected our hearts and lives and perspective were. We just both really wanted mm. to live for Jesus, really wanted to spend our lives serving yeah. her, him. God and, had called me to be a pastor's wife. And she told me that that night. And I did not tell her that my plan was to be a pastor. Um, and she just was saying that, putting that out there. So I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like a rare find. Um, like extremely rare, extremely awesome. And so we actually both left that party saying to ourselves, this is the person I want to get married to. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so mm -hmm. then a bunch of dating and all that happened after that. But that yeah. was the story. That's kind of it. Mm -hmm. How did you know she was the one? And Julie, how did you know he was the one? <clears throat> it was a passion for God. Um, I mean, it was God's perfect timing uh, when we, like, the, the do-over on the meeting was really his perfect timing. I think he'd you know, growing each of us in the ways we needed to grow. Rod was way more confident. God had called me by that point that to be a pastor's wife, and I was really passionate about the Lord. Um, and Rod, he'd been baptizing his brothers in the bathtub since he was like two. Um, so <laughs> the pastoral calling had been on his life since birth. Um, yeah, and it was just so neat. I mean, it makes sense, like at this university party, that we clicked because we were the youngest people there. Um, but then it was just amazing how our stories intersected so well and like our passions and stuff. And, and I was just like, God, don't let me blow this. Like, this is the guy for me. Yeah, very similar. Just like Julie and I, I just found in Julie so much um, commonality in just a passionate pursuit of God, really openness, exciting relationship with God, very live relationship with God and a passion for ministry. And, and kind of many of the same frustrations that we had shared in ministry. We were both involved in our youth groups, and we just wanted to really make a great difference for God. And so this mm. is like the ultimate person to get to hook up mm. with and go for that together. Hook up with in a marital sort of sense. What? Hmm? Not before we got married. Yes. No. I mean, <laughs> this is the person that I wanted to marry, get hooked and hit to that sense. Yes. This is what we're talking about. I mean, <laughs> she was also highly attractive, so it was very difficult not to do the other form of hooking up. So that was definitely a theme, too. But maybe we'll get into that later. Oh, oh I mean, look at her. Right, so. My shirt's red. It doesn't have to be my face, too. Okay. okay. So was there ever a time that you wanted to give up on your marriage? And what made you say? <clears throat> this is a great question. Um, to ask married couples. So within um, <clears throat> four months of being married, I was offering to Rod to type up the divorce papers. Um, at that time, like when we first got married, I was a legal secretary. I worked for a lawyer who mostly did divorces and separations and stuff. So I knew how to do the papers. Um, and by four months in, we were done, like done. Okay? Yeah. So that was the first time. We've um. been married a long time. Um, yeah, and so I don't know how far into that you want to go, but it was, yeah, we, we just had really deeply broken hearts about how our relationship had gone. We had like a phenomenally awesome <clears throat> um, 
dating and dating courtship. and engagement like, yeah. time and we just did so many things right that we would advise so many people to do but uh, marriage kind of exposed some holes <laughs> that nothing else had and and uh, yeah I mean I honestly I was a Christian I was trying to follow God so I knew I wasn't allowed to get divorced so basically I said to God just kill me um, or kill her but like I, I can't I can't live this way and I would much rather be dead um, yeah, so that was the first time, and it was really God that kept us together, and um, and fear of God. Like yeah. to me, marriage Good needs point. the fear of God. If you're not going to stick together through a marriage unless you you rightly fear God and go, I have to answer to God someday and for what I do. And we make vows before Him, yeah. and God takes a vow really seriously. Um, so definitely the fear of God not any good feelings or not any, even not even hope. Not really hope. At the no, time I was going to say, was there wasn't something really hope either. And be better. It was, it was mm. the fear of God that we didn't want to get in trouble with God for, uh, for breaking our vows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So we stuck it out. God graciously helped us. We found our way kind of back to, well, we had to grow up. That was part of it. Like we, I'd say one of the biggest things that was exposed was our own like immaturity and selfishness. Yeah. Um, and marriage is yeah. great for that to show you what a selfish human being you are. Because mm-hmm. um, now you suddenly have to. Like I'm saying it for <laughs> myself that I got to know how selfish I was and how selfish you were. It was very, yeah, very yeah. eye-opening. Yeah, very eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had to grow and. Thank God he helped us to grow together through it um, and to keep clinging to him and asking him for help. And he didn't kill one of us. Um, so mm-hmm. instead he helped us work it out and keep going. Mm-hmm. They say the first five years is the hardest. You mentioned that the first four months you were going to get a divorce. Yeah. If possible, can you tell us why that was the case? What happened? Couple yeah, so actually more like the whole first year was the most brutal in, mm-hmm. uh, for that, for a large span of our, our marriage. Um, so do you want to speak to that so that you can explain that a bit? Um, or do you want me to kind of simply summarize it? And yeah, you can, can you summarize and I can it? add? So, um, okay, so there was, I, would say I the think there was two things. Mm-hmm. I have. <laughs> yeah. I changed my mind. Okay. Um, well, I just think that the selfishness and um, immaturity, those were definitely big parts of mm-hmm. it. Um, so there, that's all I wanted to say. Just yeah. that, that kind of set us up. So a lot of this stuff we didn't understand for a long time, like many, many years deep into our marriage when we were uh, doing some counseling together. Um, but at the time, um, there was kind of a, this, these two factors in my view. One is that uh, Julie was taking the pill and and that messed with her like it messed with her emotions and her just kind of her outlook on things and so she was was a different person than she had been really altered me like psychologically yeah i would say like Um, i was i really was i became violent um like i'm feisty but it i guess it took the positive you know parts and and accentuated the negative or the extremes of those um, or took the negatives and accentuated the yeah. extremes. Um, and so <clears throat> suddenly, like, a lot of the, the closeness and, and safety and stuff in our, our marriage was, like, It was just gone. Just gone. I was harsh. And um, it was, like, yeah, it was scary. And we didn't know 
what was mm -hmm. going on. And then add on that the fact that we're young, we're selfish, we're um, immature, like those kind of, like yep. it didn't, that didn't play into our strengths. Yeah, and so then the other to me key factor, like in large strokes, was that before marriage, I had pushed Julie physically farther than she wanted to go. Like we were both still virgins and very much that way, even in any general sense. And uh, so, but, but physically, she had not felt safe with me mm. um, and protected. And so um, that, there was like some vicious payback now in our marriage. Yeah, in intimacy. Yeah. Because um, I did, so, yeah. Yeah, so now suddenly in our marriage, like she just was freely pushing me away and pushing me away. And, but uh, I couldn't, probably couldn't have expressed at that time. Yeah, no, no, we didn't even like comprehend really, this for like, like maybe know, 10 like years 10 into our marriage years, when we got yeah. into counseling yeah. and then our counselor was able to yeah. like kind of open up the doors for us and, and help us see where yeah. we had caused damage to each other yeah. and how we needed to forgive each other and grow. Yeah, so yeah, and that was even, I was, as, as Satan always often does with the ways that he attacks us, he, he makes use of past pain and past difficulties and that was mm. pressing on soft spots and sensitive spots for Julie, like my treatment of her was, was already just kind of playing into that hand that Satan had already been doing with her. And so uh, here we were in a marriage that was mm. just very cold and uh, a lot of um, just hurt, a lot mm -hmm. of... We did have some good moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't yeah. all like horrid. But it but, was pretty bad. But you kind of didn't know when, what was going to hit. Yeah, so yeah. very volatile. So, yeah. So lots of mess, right? To oh, yeah. get us started. <laughs> so hearing that response, um, <clears throat> what comes to my mind is um, the stigma of mental health. So is it possible if you could talk about have you ever dealt with mental health in your relationship or even physical health in your marriage? No, we've never had mental health. Um, we're still we're waiting crazy. for that. Yeah. <laughs> you did say that, right? Have you ever dealt with mental health? <laughs> yeah, so, no. um, okay, so like once we figured out <clears throat> what was causing me to go all, oh, I don't even know what scary monster to call it, but um, we flushed those pills. Uh, and I like yeah, we actually had a pill flushing ceremony. Mm -hmm. that was um, so great. that was really awesome. And uh, and then it was a matter of realizing that there was a lot of rebuilding that had to happen and that it took time for it to all get on my system and me to become the person he thought he was marrying. Mm -hmm. um, so and and just mm -hmm. a lot of healing, right? Because a lot of hurt had happened through mm -hmm. that time back and forth. Um, and so both of us had so much recovery to, to yeah. do and, and just it required time. It required a lot of rebuilding trust and kind of digging out of the, yeah. the, uh, the pit. The deficit. The, the deficit, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and I think too, like we were in a small group. I know our small group helped us. That's a long time ago to remember. But like those, we had people we would <clears throat> open up to and talk at least to some extent about it. Yeah. But... Uh, I hope you don't mind me saying this. I'm just going to be open oh, and vulnerable cool. for you. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I tried to get us into counseling like very, very soon. Oh, yeah. um, 
And so there was a huge amount of stigma, I think, attached for Julie in terms of counseling. And so... It took a, it well, took, we were married 10 years. It took a long yes. time before she was willing to... Uh, and I wish I'd said yes sooner because counseling was awesome. I recommend it to like every individual married couple. There's no wrong age to get counseling. Probably most of us need it like once every few years. Yeah. Um, because having a neutral person who's trained and understanding and asking the right questions just helps to open up your heart and heal it. Yeah. Um, and especially if it's somebody who loves Jesus because, I mean... Jesus is our healer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, um, like, that, that was another way we kind of paid a, a very big price for um, not <clears throat> being able to address those things sooner um, as, a, as a couple and just mm-hmm. openly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then the question was about mental health in our marriage. So I then also went through a really significant uh, depression um, but that's a number like, of years back as well but that was like about 20 years into our marriage just roughly broad strokes um, is that right yeah, no. 15 to 20 15, I don't know, something yeah, like anyway that. Uh, I can give you the dates if you need them okay. um, but uh, but so that was a very difficult road to walk because I was super depressed and kind of checking out in most emotional relational ways and mm-hmm. Julie was trying to carry along without me um, yep. really present and reporting for duty. Mm-hmm. But and we made it through that too. Yeah, thank God. So how has um, being in these experiences strengthened your relationship and how has God changed throughout your marriage? Like to you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, God is not a genie in a bottle. That's, that's a change, definitely, because I, I faced, like, severe disappointment with God in that first year of marriage, because I'm, like, going, what the flip, God? Like, I've done everything right. Like, I've avoided so much wrong stuff and, <clears throat> and just prayed so much and fasted and sought so much counsel, and so did Julie about deciding to be married, and then I get this, and we get this. Um, and, uh, and I think that... It's just often advertised inadvertently or directly by Christians that if you do these right steps in your progression towards marriage, then your marriage will go well and it'll be nice and great and everything that you hope for. And uh, okay, maybe that'll happen. Good luck with that. But probably what you're going to experience is you're broken and your wife's broken still and God has work to do in both of you uh, that will actually be best facilitated by experiencing less than what you want and, and different than what you were planning on. Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah, just, just a, a reorientation of what, what God's love in action looks like. Mm. It doesn't look like everything working out mm. nicely for you. And if you expect that, at some point you're going to bump against reality. Um, and we certainly have mm-hmm. multiple times. Um, so that's one way it's changed. I think um, something that I've learned through our marriage about God is just how faithful he is. Um, <clears throat> like when you get married, you have, you're counting on having a partner for life and someone that you get to hold hands with and walk through all these experiences with. But when your relationship isn't going well, like when you have burnt a lot of bridges by beating them up and yelling at them, 
a lot or um, when he's too depressed to get out of bed for a couple of years. Uh, those are the places where I discovered that, you know, God doesn't change, that God is always faithful, that he always is there to walk with me, that, that when, um, <clears throat> when my spouse, when Rod couldn't be there for me, like to pray for me or to comfort me, God was always there. Um, to care for me and to, to walk with me. And there's great, um, I think, my, <clears throat> my trust in his faithfulness and, you know, that God's love never fails, um, that I'm convinced of to our experience yeah. in marriage. Yeah, um, another thing that both of us, like as we, we talked about your questions and prepared, one of the things that really stood out to us was how our marriage has taught us a lot and deepened our appreciation so significantly about God's forgiveness. Um, oh. And one mm -hmm. of, to us, like the greatest benefits to our um, ability to relate well, and I believe anybody's ability to relate well in an in a actual meaningful relationship, is connecting the forgiveness you have to give to your spouse to the forgiveness that God is already giving to you mm -hmm. um, and has given to you. And so like one of the things that practices that we started early on in our, our marriage, like just on our individually, um, I would just ask myself, okay, this, this horrible treatment that my wife has given me that just is incomprehensibly bad and painful for me, how have I done something similar to God? Hmm. And how has he had to forgive me for that? Like, how much did it cost? How hard was it for him? Um, and, and things like, I mean, you want to talk about pain in marriage. One really big pain in our marriage was just her not wanting me sexually, physically, um, for a lot of times and, and large spans of time. Um, so, wow, that like hurts. That's like seriously powerful rejection. And and especially when you're a Christian, because you just get one. Uh -huh. you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, there's no picked. options, right. And, <laughs> and so um, as I kind of forced myself to go, okay, so how has God wanted intimacy with me and wanted to be super, super close with me, as close as possible with me, and how have I pushed him away? How have I avoided it? How have I put it off and gone, well, yeah, I know you want that, but maybe later, maybe, you know, and... And so if you, I think if you reflect carefully on that, anybody can see it or maybe just ask people for help. And you'll be able to see, like, it's pretty horrific how we treat God mm -hmm. um, and how much intimacy that we... So that's just one example. Um, but it's all over the place. Whatever kind of thing you need to forgive your spouse for, yeah. God mm -hmm. can show you how he has already forgiven you way more for that mm -hmm. same kind of thing and to me like so so what has it done it's it's just greatly increased our ability to appreciate God's forgiveness and the value how God's forgiveness looks to us it, it really hits home it's not just conceptual it's yeah. like wow okay I felt how hard it is how much yeah. it hurts how hard it is to forgive that and that's what God has given to me so his mm. forgiveness just shines so yeah, much I more. think and giving us a greater appreciation like like when we've hurt each other, like so you're sitting there in so much pain from what someone else has done or what the closest person to you has done. Um, 
And then to reflect on that pain and to think, God, did I hurt you that much? Like, I hurt so much right now. How could I have made you feel that way? Um, and it just gives you such a greater um, thankfulness that Jesus saved us, that he really did die for us. And again and again, he holds out this forgiveness and this grace. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> Well, forgiveness, like we just talked about, for sure. Um, um, yeah, we we were discussing that. Like that's to yeah, deriving what you need primarily from God um, instead of looking to your spouse for that. Mm -hmm. um, I think is is extremely powerful for enabling a marriage to be rich and and stable mm -hmm. and and uh, lasting because um, you know the world advertises male female male male female relationships romantic relationships as like the answer it is like the thing that will fulfill you and will make life meaningful and will will yeah, to satisfy you it'll it'll be all, bring all the greatest stuff together for you. And um, no human relationship can bear the weight of that kind of yeah. expectation and requirement. Um, and so it's going to be disappointing if that's where you're, you're looking for those things, like for absolutely faithful love, for always being wanted, for, um, for always being safe. And trustworthy. Um, yeah. Like so many things. But I would say, like, we've said so many things about, um, you know, about needing to find your hope in God. And it's so true. But I would like to say, like, we're super in love mm -hmm. and we have a great relationship. Uh, so we're not pitching this, like, just try to endure being married because it's really terrible. Um, that's not <laughs> at all yeah. um, the message. But if it is terrible, if you've got your foundation in God, um, he'll get you through the terrible. Um, and if it's great and you have your foundation in God, then you're giving him the glory for what's great about it. And you're being thankful, like super thankful for those great times and those experiences. Yeah, well, and, and <clears throat> the, the finding your hope in God and finding your source in God, like really meaningfully, deeply, Mm -hmm. Not just like as a trite saying, but that you are drawing your life and your sustenance from mm -hmm. him. Then, then your marriage will be automatically improved, no matter what it's like. Um, and so, like for Julie and I, we feel like we live in a place of just just astounding abundance in our yeah. in our marriage because, like, God has just poured so much life and so much love and so much security into us that we have. An abundance to pour into each other, um, well, and it, it feels like, abundant. And you want to, like, you want to be attractive to your spouse. Spend time with God, like seriously. I, every morning we're both up having our quiet times. There's nothing hotter than a man who's walking around praising the Lord. Um, yeah. We gotta go now. It's yeah. <laughs> 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 so fun. Seriously, it's so attractive. Like, he just really loves Jesus, and there he is, just praying his heart out, you know? And, um, 
Like, that's who I want my spouse to be. I want him to be somebody who's running after Jesus. That's where he starts his day, is in the Father's house, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and just if you, if you prioritize this relationship with God, you get, like, and, and your spouse does that. Like, you're getting the very best possible spouse. Then, mm-hmm. And you're offering them the very best possible spouse, like yeah. by astronomical levels. Um, so it's there's just so much related to that that, yeah, that we I can w- give each other. I would also say, like, um, if your marriage isn't you know what you really want it to be, um, and you see, we can always see how the other person can improve greatly. Uh, we're really great at that. You can hone in on like the things that really bug you, and oh my word. But I, I think the best advice like that I can give is you can always work on you. And no matter what your spouse is doing, you can, you can be part of the solution to improving your marriage and making it a terrific place. Because if you're running after Jesus, if you're seeking God and you are seeking to grow you, no matter what happens with your spouse, your marriage will get better because God will change your perspective. God will change you in ways you didn't know you needed to be changed. You'll just see that other person with the eyes of love that Jesus has for them. Um, and that'll just make it better, even if they don't change in all those ways you know they need to. Yeah. Right, then? Amen. Uh, about you changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are your hopes for the rest of your marriage? Well, Grandbabies. That's a cool question. Oh, sorry about that, Chris and Dalton. Um, <laughs> that's not really a marriage thing, is it? Um, but you know, like you get married, you have kids, and so it's slightly related. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hopes. Sorry, can you say the What's the again? hopes for the rest of our marriage or the future of our marriage or something? Um, that's yeah, that's a beautiful question. I mm-hmm. like that. Um, I hope that I will help Julie like blossom just all the more into like what God has made her to be because she's like a really remarkable woman and I'm like daily impressed by her like and I I, no kidding multiple times a day I'm thinking thank you God that I have this woman in my life thank you God that this is the woman that's parenting my kids Um, and, and like there's just so many beautiful character traits Mm -hmm. that she just displays Jesus heart so beautifully and she's like super talented Um, and and so like my hope one of my hopes would be that that like I can just pour into her encourage her push her forward such that she would um, just be able to live that out more and more fully and, and just be unhindered by mm. any of the things that, um, mm. that are, are currently holding her back, like that she could grow, get more free, mm-hmm. get, get more confident, get more opportunities. Um, and uh, to me, that's part of this image that, that God gives in Ephesians 5, I think, of Jesus washing his bride with the word and just making her pure and beautiful and like, I just want Julie to shine as as beautifully and fu- fully as God has made her to shine. Oh. So that's that's awesome. part of what I hope. I like that answer. Um, and for me, it's I mean, like we're so similar, but 
I really want to be, um, God's put an incredible calling on Rod's life and given him a vision to live out that is amazing. And I just want to like support and lift him up in whatever way that I can um, so that God can really fulfill all that he wants to do in and through him. And we're doing it like as a partnership and as a team, but like he's the lead. And um, I'm really happy to do that hand in hand. Yeah. I also hope that um, Julie and I will, will just keep enjoying each other more fully and mm-hmm. just, just engaging more deeply and just like feasting on this this incredible incredible yeah wealth that god has given us in in mm-hmm. each other and in this relationship um and that that will just keep growing and expanding well, like besties. like the, basically that we would keep on this trajectory that god has us on mm-hmm. um, that would be just amazing because awesome. like flipping yeah good stuff <laughs> What is the best piece of relationship advice you were given? Or what's an advice that you would like to share for everyone who's listening? That we are given. I don't know. I can't remember any specific ones we were given. I'm sure probably everything we're saying we've been given at at some point. One question not to ask a newly married couple is, how's married life? Because our first year was super bad. So um, only ask that question in private, like in the ladies' room or something. And ask it with sincere, like, are you okay? Uh Um, But that's just a side one. Um. Advice? I think, like, kind of have this theme. Get super close to God and make Him your priority. Uh, So that's... You do that, you're going to be the best spouse you possibly can be, and your spouse is going to feel like they won the lottery. Yeah. Yeah, this... The whole theme of just... If you can receive the, your father's love, then, um, like, and really believe that, really believe that you have his delight. Mm. Um, yes. So you don't have to earn it. You don't have to grab it from anybody else. Um, yeah. Then you, you're not trying to find that in your um, spouse. Yeah. Necessarily. Then, like Lord willing, you'll find plenty of that in your spouse. But you don't have to find the perfect ultimate of yes. that in your spouse. And then you can mm. just. You can just bless that um, that wife or husband um, out of that abundance that you feel so loved already. You feel so secure. You feel so mm-hmm. delighted, and you feel so worthy, so honored by God as your father that you can just just give that. And and I I think like I really feel like I experience that from you. Yeah, and I, I think I give give that to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, That's really great. So. Yeah, like. Okay, and just one other thing I would say is um, to the men, lead. Don't be quiet. Stand up and be a confident man in Jesus. And if you're not that, then spend more time with God because that's who you're supposed to be, and that's what we want as wives. And that's what God calls you to. In Genesis, like he's calling you to be a protector and a defender. So don't be quiet. Like Adam was quiet, but stand up and be a man. And, and lead us, because we want to follow a man who's following Jesus. And the other thing I would say to the women is, you get a man like that, and following is just not a problem, because God's called you to be a princess warrior who has his back. And you can have the back of a man who's following Jesus with all his heart. That's what I would say. Yeah. And even if he's not following God with all his heart, you can 
have his back. You can anyway. stand up for him and you can fight for him in prayer and in the beautiful mm -hmm. ways that you image Jesus and his grace and his goodness and truth. Amen. Yeah. Um, are you going to ask us, um, like I wanted to... <laughs> you want to answer another question? <laughs> well, I'm not sure if now's the time to say it or not, but I'll just say it now. Uh, so as we talked, it's very, it kind of maybe doesn't seem that big, but to us, it seems like a major theme. Uh, and it's this, just being super affectionate. Um, affectionate physically and affectionate like verbally, affectionate just in all kinds of ways, just that this mm. is just a constant tone and this is like the noise in your home. Um, yeah. Like, for example, um, I think we probably say thank you to each other maybe 20 times a day at the least, like every single day saying thank you for this, thank you for this. Every single thing that we do for each other or that we notice, we say thank you for. Um, yeah, it just it doesn't matter what it is. Like, thank you for making the bed. And that's a huge one, actually, because nobody wants to make the bed. Um, but thanks for making the eggs. Thanks for putting that away. Thanks for dropping that off. Thank you so much like I, for you know, jumping in when the kids are having a problem. Thank like, you for going to work. Thank you for yeah. staying home from work. Thank you for, you know. Thank you for supporting me when I had a bad day. Like, you name it, say thank you for it. You know, like, thanks for putting your shoes away. That sounds silly, but it can make a big difference. Um, yeah. Um, and, and then and affection, like, like, to the point where your kids are saying, get a room, and you're like, well, we have one, so. But, uh, but no, yeah. like, literally showing physical affection, like, in front of children, that's really important. They need to see healthy, this is what a healthy relationship looks like. They get so much junk on the streets, at school, on videos, you know, on the television, Show them what it's supposed to be, you know, like deliberate. Uh, and, and basically, anytime we talk to each other, the conversation ends with, I love you. Uh, whether we're on the phone, whether we're in person, if we see each other, we're hugging each other. Or we're like, you know, there's a pat or a touch or a look. Um, he still gives me butterflies, you know, 30 years in. Yeah, so I think that kind of tone, like, is just, like, a beautiful environment to have mm -hmm. in your home like just we're just always saying positive stuff to each other and expressing positive stuff and so then the negative stuff has a lot better context to be in mm -hmm. it's like you build your bank mm -hmm. you know and then when when the conflict hits or whatever you're not depleted below zero mm -hmm. you know your bank took a hit but like just build it back up again with the thank yous and the love yeah so that's some advice well, and that's all, folks. Thank you, Rod and Julie. This was a great one. Woo! Yeah, thanks. <laughs>